yeah, I don't, we don't have the mini tubers marked off, but Jeffrey Endelman stands in a windy field east of Rhinelander and fishes a diagram out of his fanny pack. I'm uh, continuing my selections in family number 91 at the moment as I round the corner. And if I look at family 91, I see who the mother was, I see who the father was, I see how many plants I have. Endelman starts walking the rows between the potato plants, each a hybrid between different varieties. I can look at the parents and I can see that this is a cross between a russet and a round white potato. Every so often, he bends down, collects a few fully grown potatoes, and places a little flag into the ground beside them. Here's a good one. Again, good sized potatoes. The shape is reasonable. Eye depth looks good. The plant is not green. It's completed its life cycle. These potatoes have passed a ruthless visual test administered by Endelman, a professor of horticulture at UW-Madison and the scientific lead on the school's potato breeding program. Not only do the potatoes look healthy, they're the shape consumers expect, not spherical or lumpy. It's quite hard for potatoes actually to produce a long, straight tuber. Endelman, with flags and diagram in hand, walks behind a potato bed lifter, a machine that digs potatoes from the ground and gently lays them on the surface. The horticulturalist is inspecting some of the 170 tillable acres at UW-Madison's Rhinelander Agricultural Research Station. The land has been in potato production since the early 1900s. In the 1940s, commercial owner Layla Starks gave it to the school and its relatively new potato breeding program, says station superintendent Becky Eddy. When she passed away, she ended up deeding it to uh, the university uh, to continue on with the, the potato variety um, development. Over the decades, UW-Madison's program has become one of the premier potato breeding programs in the country. In the field, just a few of every hundred potatoes will pass Jeffrey Endelman's eye test. Those tubers result from potato plants that themselves are in select company. Each year, breeding at the station creates 40 or 50,000 new potato lines, which are grown in greenhouses. One quarter-sized tuber is selected from each tiny potato plant. This one has quite a few. This year's little greenhouse tubers will be planted outside, grow, then have their potato offspring inspected by Endelman next year. Our greenhouses are... Um, Keeping each potato variety disease-free and genetically pure is a top priority, says Becky Eddy. Everything here um, is attention to detail, uh, just with the sheer number of lines and making sure that they all stay intact as that variety. To that end, sanitization is key. Workers change clothes when transitioning from the field to the greenhouse. And at every greenhouse door, staff steps through a green sterilization liquid. The station's ultimate goal is to develop potato varieties that appeal to farmers. What we're really trying to focus on um, over the next couple of years is to try to get 
resistances to certain diseases uh, into the, the, our genetics. Developing commercially successful varieties brings back royalties to the program that can be used to fund further research. But finding a winning new breed is an extreme challenge. Jeffrey Endelman says about one out of every 100,000 crossbred potato varieties actually makes it to market. You definitely have to be prepared to face failure all the time. And that's true for any breeding, but potato has a particularly difficult genetic system. So the odds of success are, are lower. The eyes of potatoes selected by Endelman this year will be planted in another field next year where they'll spawn a new crop for harvest. Then the analysis and selection process revs up again. If researchers are lucky, perhaps one of the 40,000 varieties created this year will make it to market. If one does, it'll be given a name, maybe a name reflecting its origin. Oneida Gold and Hodeg are two of, uh, within the last uh, couple of years, our, our recent releases. Oneida Golds are yellow table potatoes, while Hodegs are used for making potato chips. But the UW program also has its sights set on its next Wisconsin find. We're still holding on. We're trying to find that ultimate red variety to, so we can call it badger. Yeah. For WXPR's The Stream, I'm Ben Meyer in Rhinelander.